I am overly excited to be spending time with my brother. And we have probably seen, what do you think, Cody, 25 states together? A hundred times we've been on stage together, <laughs> definitely. For certain. Yeah, don't forget the Uber <laughs> ride from Austin to oh Dallas. Oh, my God. by far my favorite. Oh, uh, you know what? That's a great point, Rice. I'm with Cody Gibson. 1,800 transactions in 19. The number one bold coach in the United States. My most requested speaker across the U.S. And what he's alluding to was we were in Dallas. Were we in Dallas or yeah, we were in Dallas? We were in, right? we were in Austin. We, we were, were Austin. in Austin. Okay. Needed to be in Dallas that night. So we're in Austin. We do a speaking engagement, and the president unannounced flies into Austin, and we have to be in Dallas at six o'clock with, and we finish our event at eleven thirty. And Cody, I'm like, man, we gotta go to the airport. Let's go. And he goes, we're not gonna make it. And what are you talking about? We got happen. two hours for our flight. <laughs> you go, you're not gonna make it. President's there. Plane's gonna get pushed. I said, Cody, fifty. Or I mean, you to be, you know, so we do an Uber ride. What did it take us three hours? I think I think it was four. But the funny part was that it was the same driver. You set it up earlier in the day because it was the driver who drove us to the lunch appointment. That's right. And you said, listen, man, if I need you to drive me to Dallas, can you do it? And the guy looks at you and you said, I'm not kidding yet. Like, I need you to be ready. I'll tell you by lunchtime if it's a go or no go. And I was. Um... We were friends before, but you go Uber ride. We talked about life. In the back of a sedan. Our yeah. parents, our fathers. <laughs> it, was, it was the best. And uh, We made two stops, one gas station, one Starbucks. Exactly, exactly right. And, uh, Both we did, for bathrooms. Hey, exactly. We made our we, – we got there. We delivered. It was awesome. So, uh, for these – the largest expansion team in America. Forget the fact that he, uh, America. He's just one of the all-time good dudes. Super smart. And we were just laughing before we got on this. Ever been? I've never had this much request for time and content. And you were saying you're the same way. So, um, yeah. you know, I want to start with this though. Like everybody at your level, at this level of talent, you've gotten to your success. I call it AI, and I'm a big AI guy, and not artificial intelligence, but what I call adversity intelligence. I, you went through a ton of adversity in your life. One event that shaped who you are as a leader, as an entrepreneur, as a person. And what was your one adversity who you were in America today? It's, a, it's such a good question. And it's, a, it's good because it's difficult, right? Right. And I was thinking about this getting ready for your podcast, which I enjoy listening to these. So to be on one that you enjoy, like you get requests all the time to be on them and you, and you have to go look them up and go, what is this podcast? <laughs> exactly. Who are these people? I get yours and I go, dude, this is one I want. This is one I listen to. So thank you for, <laughs> thank you for hosting it. That's, that's different than one that is unknown to someone. So I was thinking about it and like you've always been good at asking big questions. And I think that you're paid in proportion to the level of questions that you'll ask people. And so you made me think like, can you ask something that keeps somebody up at night? And so I think for me, the, the answer is, is clear. Like I could talk about a business challenge or, you know, when I went broke or one of the times I got divorced and started over like all those things, but those are just like road stops along the way. For me, the biggest issue was really what shaped me as a human being. And I was, I was 13, uh, from 10 to 13, 
Um, not the greatest childhood. You and I have talked about that. Yep. Uh, from 10 to 13, my mom, for all the good things and bad things that mom was, um, she had to make she had to make ends meet. And so we had a, a two-bedroom house. And so she would send my brother and I to go live with family around the country for like six months at a time. And she would rent out our bedrooms. And then we'd come home. And that's tough for a 12-year-old. Right. Like you leaving your family, your friends, like that's all you can see in the world. And so... I was uh, turning 13. I was in Arizona that time. And I called and I said, Mom, I want to come home. And it was like January. And she said, well, your room is rented out until June, so you can't. <laughs> and I said, well, like, what are the options, right? Like, you just, I mean, you just, you, you realize really fast that your issue isn't resources. Your issue is resourcefulness. And so it's like, well, if you want something bad enough, you'll do anything. So what are my options? She goes, well, if you can, and I think she said it flippantly. She said, if you can pay the rent, you can come home. And I said, I'm in. <laughs> and I think I, it's like I called her bluff, right? She's like, I mean, you tell a 13 year old, you pay the, like, I, I'll do it. I'm in. And so ultimately what happened was I came home. It was January or February. It was Juneau, Alaska. And she said, well, I can give him notice, but it's going to take a month, blah, blah, blah. And I said, great, I'll come home right now. Um, let me sleep in the boat. We had this boat that was parked on the side of the house. And it was like a, you know, like a cabin cruiser, 20 foot, like whatever. And so she goes, well, whatever, fine. And so I had this extension cord and the extension cord would go out to the boat. And this is Alaska in January, February, whatever. And I had like a heater and a light. And so at 13, like every night when you go to bed, you go, okay. Um, I blew the fuse on night number one. And so I realized real fast, like my choices are heat or light. And I'm scared of the dark. And so... It was like, all right, I'm going to turn the heater on until I can fall asleep. Then I'm going to turn the light on. And you think about that. Like I've got an 18 year old son and I've got two little girls that are eight and 10. I can't even imagine having that conversation. with no. them. Can't even fathom like, like saying those words. And so I came home and I got this paper route and I started delivering newspapers. And on the paper route, I had this guy who was like a, like in a government building. And he said, Hey, do you have an extra paper. And I go, yep, sure do. And he gave me a dollar. And I went, hmm. <laughs> now, papers were 50 cents. He gave me a buck. Right. Now, I was being paid like 90 bucks for the month. So for a dollar for one paper, and my paper route probably had 50 stops on it, I'm like, all right, well, that's interesting. Long story short, someone else did it. So then I started hustling it saying, hey, do you need a paper? Hey, do you need a paper? And they would give the paper boy back then. But like my kids won't even know what a paper boy is. But they'd give a paper boy back then a few extra papers to try to yeah. induce people yes, to would. sign up. Sure. And so I would have these people. So then they would start leaving money on their, their desk and I'd leave a paper. Well, I used up all my spares and I was walking past like this. I mean, I'm almost embarrassed, but I was walking past a, it's called the Juno empire. I was walking past the Juno empire, like the box that used to buy a newspaper in. And I thought, well, there's a whole bunch of papers right there. <laughs> If I put in 50 cents, it doesn't know how many papers I'm going to take. <laughs> By the way, I have that big bag around my hip that says, Juno you know, empire. So basically no one's going to question me. And so like, no kidding. I would take 50 cents every day and I would take, I mean, I'm embarrassed, but I would take all papers from that box, usually about 40 papers. So long story short, I created my own route on top of the route that the empire had given me and I was making at 13, $400 a month to $500 a month throwing newspapers. I loved it. 
I had a paper. And when you do that, you just look, you learn, man. You, you can do anything. You, well, you know what's funny? How do I hustle? People, and then you knew the ones you had to put on the porch because they gave you a tip. The ones that didn't care didn't tip yes. you. They went in the driveway. Yes. Um, yeah, and somebody would give me five bucks for the Sunday paper because uh, the Sunday yeah, paper was a dollar twenty-five. They'd leave a five out, but nobody ever asked for change. That's awesome, you know. And I think about you know your ability to bounce back, pivot, and grow. It's been crazy. So, uh, and that's typical you. Lemonade out of lemons. Now, when you can't count, when you can't count on anything, you quit looking for things to count on. And that's why I think you had to become the entrepreneur you became because you had to rely on you, you know, and I get it, man. All right. Let, now, you and I both kind of made our bones in this 08, 09. And right now we're in a harder affected, quicker downturn. But talk to me about the differences you believe between the two and are you how you're handling that and what you think market wise as someone who operates in 27 markets today like you do. Walk me through what you think the differences are in this thing. It's weird, right? Like I was thinking about this too. And I mean, again, masterful questions. They're good ones that matter. They're not just patsy questions. Uh, my expansion team's in 101, 102 different cities, 26, 27 different states. Before this whole thing, like we'll just call it the pandemic, right? right. Like before this pandemic thing like broke out, we were already seeing um, relaxed um, ADOMs. We were already seeing relaxed average days on market. We were already seeing less multiple offers. We were already seeing like like early telltale signs of shifts, early telltale signs of changes. Right. And it was really just variations of a hot seller's market. So, you know, red hot, kind of hot, lukewarm hot, medium hot, and a cool seller's market, depending on where you were in the country. Right. Um, the big differences to me between this and 08, I was in real estate in 08. The big differences between this and that is there's no one to blame for this. Ah. But there's, there's, there's nowhere to look at and go, you screwed it up. You dirty mortgage lenders, you messed it up. Like there's nowhere to blame. Right. Um, which means that there's two things. Number one, there's no one bucket to go fix. I mean, you remember how crazy things got with lending. Oh, it went yeah. from one extreme of being too loose to another extreme of being too tight. And then it kind of came back to the center, right? Um, like back in the old days, we get to, we used to be able to say, hey, order this appraisal from Joe. <laughs> exactly. No one gets to choose their Like just, just, I mean, an agent who's been licensed since 08 doesn't even know what that means. No. No, no, no. But somebody who was licensed in 02 knew why you would call sure. appraiser Joe. Sure. Like, get Joe on this. Joe, Joe, Joe make sure here. this one appraises. Yep. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Joe's blind. Yeah. Get Joe out <laughs> here. That's the one we need. Meet him with the milkshake and leave his, his car. Get it done for you. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah. Joe's Joe's also on vacation, but it's okay. He'll still do the appraisal. And so, I mean, and, you know, bless the mortgage industry because nobody was doing anything that they thought was wrong because it was just the way things were done. Correct. And then you have to change it. So anyway, so th while there's nowhere to blame, there's also nowhere to fix. You can't just go like in, in 08, it was like, all right, cool. We got to fix the mortgage thing. And that's going to create this thing and this thing. And, you know, so on it goes. So my challenge now is it's different in that we don't have something to fix, we don't have something to blame. It's also different because of that, the human aspect that shows up. The human aspect right now is, like there hasn't been a time that people, like the whole idea of coming together, like the two scripts I'm teaching today are, how are you and what do you need? Exactly. 
Now that's that script is okay in any market, but it is gold right now. And I think if you use any script besides how are you and what are your needs right now, I think that you're a jerk. And you come across as it's a jerk. Got, like there's no like this isn't the time to, to profiteer. It's gotta be a care call. It's just a care call. Hey, you and your family safe? Everybody okay? Yeah, how are you? Yeah, how are you? Are you good? What's going on? And and the thing is, I mean, for, for all my realtor friends that listen, like I know that you're thinking about your database right now or data bank, however you want to look at the world. And you're thinking, well, I mean, you're asking yourself the question you should is, do I actually care? I haven't talked to this person in nine months. The amount at which you conversate with somebody doesn't dictate the amount at which you care. Correct. Ever met someone that you hear their story at the diner and, you know, he or she's the waiter or waitress and within 25 seconds you care about them? Of course. Well, this is just like that. Whether you've talked a hundred times or talked once two years ago, you can still care about them and the position they're in. So I think you just need to get over that. Now, there's some people like Steve, you were one of the phone calls that called me like directly after all this shook out. You just said, how are you? Yeah. Well, I was are you guys good? Are you guys good? Are the kids good? Are you good? Now, I know that, that I mean, that's a deeper care, but you probably called someone you don't care about as much and asked the same question. You know, I did. And I think I think because now and you, Cody, you, you've always been able to do this so well, you can leave, you're living the moment. I hate it when people say, I can't wait to get back to where we are. Well, you and I both know there's no getting back. There's only what's in front of you now going forward. Right. And Dude, things, you've got to, You've got to win. Yeah. Things will be that way. Right. And so I'm looking at you and, and you're right. You you've got your people now. Hundred and one agents making care calls, walk me through, we're going to get into this piece now. Like, I, I think that, because here's the other thing. The first 0809 was done by greed, brother. It was a greed thing, right? This These people didn't do anything wrong. We were fat, dumb, and happy four weeks ago. And now this whole thing's in a standstill with an unknown as to when the, when it will go in back to any kind of normalcy. We think four to six weeks, which is why we think this is a gap in the game. Walk me through kind of strategically what you're asking your 101 members and partners to do with you. That's a good question. So like, let me start with this first, right? Like I, I would have told you four weeks ago, we wouldn't be where we are today. Right. And I would have told you two weeks ago, we wouldn't be where we are today. <laughs> I would have told you five days ago, I'm not sure where I was yesterday. Yeah. So I have like, who knows, right? Like, like I would have, like, I would have been one of the guys three weeks ago that probably would have said people are overreacting. Yeah. And then I would have been one of the guys that said, wow, people are maybe underreacting. Yeah. Now I'm one of the guys that just says, I don't really know what anybody's doing. And I know that I'm being affected. Correct. Like I saw, um, I saw this meme and the meme said, um, it, was a, it was a picture of Jesus and it was, hey, everybody, I'm back. I took a quick break. What's going on? And someone said, somebody ate a bat and now I'm unemployed. Like <laughs> that's, I mean, what do you do with that? Like, <laughs> and I know it's way different than that. I, I get that, but like find the humor in it. Yeah. So, all right. So here's what we're asking our people to do. Okay. Um, number one. This is the time like everybody sits in the room and goes, oh, man, I should have I should have really taken care of my database five years ago, eight years ago, 10 years ago, two years ago. Well, this is that time. This is that time that you sit down and you go, yep, I'm going to crawl through this data bank. I'm going to crawl through the database. I'm going to fix all the emails that are wrong. I'm going to reorganize, realphabetize, like however it is that you want to keep them. A's, B's and C's, one, twos and threes, uh, medium, cold and, 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 and hot, like whatever you want to do is fine. But now is the time to do it. Like if you won't do it now, just quit. Just stop kidding yourself. You're never going to do it. So number one, this is where you clean up 
the database. Um, number two, uh, we're literally just calling and saying, how are you doing? What are your needs? Now, the question of what are your needs right now leads to, and we have to kind of prime the pump a little bit. Now, some people will immediately say, oh my gosh, thanks for asking. I really need ABC. Most people don't though. Most people say, ah, oh, thanks for asking. I, I can't really think of anything, but if I can, I mean, they don't know what right. else to say. And so you have to go the next step of almost priming the pump. Like, like a good attorney doesn't ask a question that she doesn't know the answer to. And so we have to prime it a little bit and go, well, what I mean by what are your needs is, you know, do you or somebody in your family, are you looking for work? I know lots of people here in this city and I might not have a job, but I know someone who does. Like, I want to connect you there. Or do you know somebody like you got, you got to give them examples because they don't, they think when you ask, what are your needs and you're a real property. estate agent, they think that you, yeah, property, right? But what we have to do is tell them that it's so much more than that. So we got to give them examples. Hey, do you know somebody like, do you have an elderly person who can't make it to the grocery store? I got someone who can take them groceries. I love it. Do you need that? Like you have to give them ideas or else they, so there's an old saying that if you don't tell your story, somebody else is. And so the story out there, like think about all these Yahoo realtors and I love them because they're my friends. Like I'm one too, though. I don't think that now is the time for the cheeky, funny, catchy. I think it's time to be authentic. I, as much as I like the meme that says, Hey, imagine all the babies born nine months from now when it's time to, you know, get a bigger home, call me. Like I get the joke of it. I just don't think it's funny. Right. And it doesn't tell the consumer anything about how we can help. It basically is a funny way internally of reminding the consumer, I work on commission. That's all that is. And I think that you're going to get the result that which you put out. And so I think now is the time to not be funny about it. Like, you know, hey, imagine, you know, you're being stuck in quarantine. Like I get all the jokes around it, but I think now is the time to just wave the flag that says I'm here to provide value what value is important to you right it's, now? It's really, really about emotional proximity to people. How can I create? Am I holding your exactly. hand? Exactly. And by the way, that might be, I sent a little thing out earlier to my, got tons of interaction. I said, hey, there's a Sprouts on Chandler Heights and Ocotillo that literally you don't wait in line. They have perishables. They have fresh meat and da-da-da. If you have what, you know, people loved it. Because that's something right now people are going through. They're like, where do I go to get stuff? Or I'm not waiting in lines. There's empty shelves, which are depressing. Okay, here's an option. And I think, Cody, this, this, you know, this what I call emotional, and I got it from one of our speakers, emotional proximity to people today will pay dividends. Eventually, real estate will become something we talk about. But please don't sell right now. Please don't go out there and sell. Yeah, I don't not the time. Yeah, you don't need to. You don't need to. This, this is basically... Um, this is December 18, yeah. only over and over and over and over <laughs> right. and over again. And what I mean by that is on December 18th, the MLS does not have its greatest month of December. Yeah. The real estate brokerages and teams, like the bigger you are, I mean, as a solo person, you might have your biggest month in December. The industry does not have its biggest month in December, so it doesn't matter. But December 18, there's fewer buyers and fewer sellers. However, the buyers and sellers who are on the street the same magical moment, both have high motivation. And the buyers and sellers that are on the street today during this pandemic, because they do exist, we sold four homes yesterday, right. they both have motivation. This is the only time 
but they both have motivation. Now, usually that's not the case. Usually the buyer, the seller, and our jobs to pull them together and bring, you know, if they're, if they're thinking too high, we got to bring them down. They're thinking too low. We got to bring them up. Like we got to do that, but not on December 18, on December 18, someone just moved here. They got to have a home before school starts. All you're doing is facilitating today. Anybody buying and selling today, this is that magic moment of motivation. And so all you have to do is, I mean, I know it sounds easier than it is, but really all you're doing is facilitating. How are you? What are your needs? What's going on? I'm here when you need me. How all right. Like over and over and over. And if you're not saying it, if you're not saying it so much that you're actually tired of hearing yourself say it, you're not saying it enough. Calls you asking your partners to make daily. How, um, well, so that's a good question. So we do right now where we have them is 20 contacts a day, 20 calls a day, like live conversations, conversations yeah. or yeah. Or until they set an appointment. Okay. Like they could choose like you got, but you can't play the game one way, one day and one way another. So you got to choose. So if you're going to work, I mean, everyone's working seven days a week right now. I think you just got to get over that. And so like, this is, this is when you, this is when you work more, not less. This is when you wake up earlier, not later. This is when you get dressed sooner, not late. Like this is, this is, this is go. It's not stop. Like the only bad decision today is to take no action. And so if you want to play that game, it doesn't matter if it takes two contacts or 20 or 40, you go until you set an appointment or you can say, I'll make 20 a day. Like, it. It's your choice. Got it. I love it. But you can't go back and forth. On Tuesday, when you make two calls and set an appointment, you can't yeah. be done if the I day like, before you I didn't like do that. it that way. You can't, you got, you got to pick yeah. one and stick because like there's going to be a day that you got to make 60. And at some point, I mean, on that day that you make 60, I mean, at some point you got to stop. I mean, it is what it is. If you don't win one day, you show up and, and you do the next, but we're pushing so hard right now on tactics and strategies that didn't work two months ago. And I don't think they're going to work two months from today. Like this is that magic moment of, 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 of making offers for the motivated, making offers for immediate response, finding the motivated. Like this is where, this is where the method and message come together, but only for a short time. Um, okay. I'm always curious to this and I, and I love getting a chance to spend time with people like you on the phone with this. Give me two tactics Gibson is doing. Give me two tactics that you're like, I'm focused on as a leader business, not just a leader with your 101 partners, but a leader with Keller Williams of independence and love your content, what you, what on right now to make you better for what's going to come out of this gap into the. Well, the, yeah, another great question. One of the things first is uh, three Thursdays ago when everything kind of really hit, I had 26 speaking engagements that morning in the course of four hours, um, cancel or postpone. And so as a paid speaker, I immediately went, well, I guess those are off the table. (laughs) So I'll go and cancel all those flights, like all the days I was going to be gone. Like, um, and that, I mean, I wish this happened in January when the market was slow, like it's happening during the spring selling season for most of our markets. And that's devastating to our industry. And you think about going to a coffee shop, like your favorite coffee shop, let's say in 60 days, you can go back to all these businesses, right? You're going to walk into your favorite coffee shop and one, you're going to be super glad that you're there because you couldn't be there before. You're going to have more gratitude. You're going to not take it for granted for a little while. We'll go back to being humans. Though for that day, you'll be like, yes, this is great, but you're only going to buy one cup of coffee. I need you to understand this. If you're listening to the podcast, 
you're going to buy one cup of coffee at the coffee shop. You're not going to walk in and say, I've missed you for 60 days. I need 60 lattes to make up for the difference. You're not going to do it. You're going to order one cup, which means that coffee shop is going to still have a gaping hole of time that it can't refill this year. This is what we mean when you hear people saying things like survive right now to thrive another day. You have to understand that thriving today is survival. Being in business in two months is thriving. It won't feel like it, but think of all the people who won't make it. Now, you also think that restaurant that closes today that can't stay open, like that's a bummer, but there's somebody with a dream that's going to open a restaurant in some city because the commercial space comes open and it never would have had it not been for this. 100%. And so as crazy as it sounds, that old one door closing, one door opening. So anyway, so I woke up and I, I wrote... Like it's, I'm staring at it right now on my wall. It's a giant piece of paper that says, where's my opportunity today? That's it. And so I started doing a ton of webinars. I've always done a lot, but I started doing a ton of webinars that have, like they have traction. Steve, like we're getting 12 and 15 I, I listen to your webinar with two, two days notice. On I listen to you, dude. Yeah. Yep. But I don't know that I could have pulled that a month ago. So that's market of the moment for Cody. Like I couldn't, I could have gotten 600 maybe or 200. But I'm not sure I would have pulled 15 or 1600 Cody, people, are people in two or three. Are they I've more got starved one. now for content? I feel like people are more starved now for content. They're looking to learn a little bit. Are you getting that? Is that maybe where the 1600 comes from? My thought is two. I, I, I think one, I think that you're right. I think that we're always starved for content and direction. We're just reminded how starved we are. Got it. In the lack of speed, we look down and go, actually, I'm hungry. Yeah. It doesn't mean that you weren't hungry. You just didn't realize it. Like, you know, you're having such a good time with your kids. Like you forget that you want to eat. And then you look down and you go, man, I'm famished. And you go, oh, I'm hungry. I mean, it's just a, like, I think, I think it's there. You just realize how important it is. And so for me, like I'm thinking, and I'm not thinking very far out. Like, I don't think, I don't think that you need a long-term solution for a short-term problem. And COVID's a short-term sure. problem. There's going to be a hangover from it. And I'm not sure what that looks like yet. But whether it's one month, two months, four months, I don't freaking know. Like, I got no idea. Like, there could be, yeah. there could be a magic, you yeah. know, whatever in 10 days, and we could all be laughing about this in a month. This could become Y2K. Yeah. I don't know. Exactly. I got no idea. But I know we're being impacted. And you can't argue, like, the unemployment rate. You can't argue that. And you can't argue the numbers. And you can't argue the challenges that we're facing. But what I do know is there's opportunity in it. And I woke up and thought, I wish I could help everybody. And I can't, like, I don't have a voice to help barbers and salons. I don't have a voice that helps doctors and attorneys and dentists and restaurateurs. I don't have that voice, but you know what I do have? I do have a voice that helps real estate agents. Not a boy. And so I say, great, I can help there like that. I can freaking do that. And there better be a doctor out there who wakes up and goes, you know what? I can't help realtors, but you know what? I can help doctors. And it's on her to say, I'm going to help the doctors out right now. Like if you've got a voice and you've got a position and you've got a platform, and if you're not using it today to help the people around you for free, then you're a jerk. I've never. And if, and if we all do it, we're all. I don't know that you and I had the influence that we would have needed no 809 to help people. But today we're blessed that we do have some influence. And I think to your point and you, it's so perfect. If you're not pouring back into the industry right now, if you're not just giving, right. It makes no sense to me because we need we need to get people through this gap. And I'm with you. I don't know if it's four weeks or six weeks, 
but it will be there will be a time in place when you can go back to some level of normalcy now to your point the coffee shop analogy Cody, i think is brilliant because you're right i'm going to come back out i'm not going oh i've been out of the game for three months i'm going to buy three houses that's not going to happen but the people that have kept emotional proximity to people that they were engaged with are going to transact faster and more often than the ones that did not. It's just the way it works. Period. It's just the way it works. It's it's the same thing with rise, right? Like when you started rise, I mean, in my world, you've always been, you've always been like a connector for me. If I needed a connection, like it it almost didn't matter where I needed it. Stevie D just (laughs) had the relationship there. And so you've always been that guy, but when you stepped out of, out of what you were doing and you went in and started rise and started the coaching consulting business, all of a sudden now it gets even wider because you're not just stuck in title anymore. Like before there were, there were some things that you couldn't help with because you were the title guy. And now it's like, well, and, and you immediately jumped out of the gate and said, how do I do a podcast? How do I give free? I mean, you haven't asked me to pay for a damn thing. No, like nothing. No. And I, Yet there's value, give, give, give. Hey, I'll give you this. Hey, I'll give you that. What do you need? And even though even though you couldn't help me any more directly on title, you called and said, what are your needs? And so I think this is where this is where Rise is going to look back five years from now and say, thank you, because this whole issue actually pushed truth, that forward. It, That's one of the gifts. So right. I, I think you and I both, this will be a catapult, this thing, for some people to catapult forward or some people to catapult back. Because, well, you could put, I mean, they, they get yes. scared. People, fear, paralyzed. You know what fixes fear? Action. Execution. Action and execute activities. I know you. I guarantee you worked out today. I guarantee you're working out again one more time. Yes. I guarantee you've got, you know, I just know. You, and let's think All about it, right? I saw you in your gym. I mean, you, you know this. People got to get a routine and be more committed to it now more than ever in this market right now. This is, this is where, this is where your habits right now are going to make or break how bad this is for you. We know it's bad for everybody. That's just the truth. It just is what it is. Like you can't have an unemployment issue and a jobs issue and a money issue that like, like wake up and smell it. Like there's a problem out there. But how bad it becomes is going to be dictated by how you act during this. This isn't where you hang out and drink at home for three weeks. This is not a three-week vacation. Um, Like, I'm not sleeping at night. I'm up later. I'm up earlier. I'm on more phone calls. Like, we were laughing about this. I'm working harder today (laughs) for 10 years. And to a degree, like, I'm kind of enjoying it. Like, truth be told, I'm bitching about it. But truth be told, I'm kind of like, yeah, all right. Like I got a need out there. I mean, it's like, it's like the market of the moment stuff. So if you're a realtor, one of the things you could do in your market right now is you go find two or three uh, business owners. Um, if you're in a large metro area, then I want you to, I want you to break them down to restaurants or chiropractors or doctors or dentists, like in different sectors. If you're in a small area like, or a rural area, then you just go to business. It doesn't matter. You have one doc, one dentist, one restaurant, one coffee, whatever. But you go to them and you say, listen, I'm going to put together a Zoom conference and all we're going to do is mastermind how your business can pivot right now. And I'm going to get some ideas from some of my other friends who are business owners. And we're all going to talk about what can we do right now? Um, Is there something that we could do deliverable electronic? Is there something that we could do that we weren't doing yesterday? Is there a, a delivery service? Like how can we do something to help our people and our customers today? But then what you do is you tell them who is important to you that you would love to have join you on this call. That's so good. Now, as the agent, you're the facilitator. You do not, you got to hear me, you do not need to be the expert. 
If you're the expert, it's not a mastermind. All you're doing is connecting and saying, what do you guys think? Now you ought to be able to prime the pump and say, here's an idea or two, maybe the conversation before the conversation of, hey, one of the guys on the call, you know, she or he does blah, 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 really well, tell us more. All you're doing is connecting it. But the moment that you say to a restaurant owner, who are your friends that should join you? And they invite four people to it. What just happened to your dad? Exactly. This is where as a relationship, your stock and trade goes up or goes down. What you gain right now in relationships, you're never going to give away. But what you don't take in relationships right now, you're never going to see again. That is so good. That's such a great tactic. And that wouldn't have played. Oh, I mean, no. two months Shit, ago, no. Steve, like, no in, 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 unless you knew them really well, they're not joining your Zoom. They're like, hey, thanks, I guess, but screw you. But today they go, yes, I'll be there. And they're for someone to show leadership in this space. They're looking for you. Go out there. They it's the easiest anybody. call ever. You're asking yeah. for nothing but to give them a platform to get some ideas how they can keep their business going. Share ideas. All right. Give, yes. Yeah. And that, that's what wouldn't work. But Give me this. Um, what's one skill if you could become a ninja at to our realtors that respect and follow you and our content and our value and everything else. What's the skill you think realtors and maybe even yourself now are developing that you have to have in what will be going forward, a new normal, more virtual, et cetera. What does that look like to you? What is the skill you're in? Mine's two, and I'll do okay. direct and indirect. So on direct, um, it's got to be audio and video. Like, it just has to be. And I, I've heard you, Steve, I've heard you harping yeah. on this for four or five yeah. years as it is. So I, I know, like, I get it. I get it. Just please, please at least ask. <laughs> uh, but right now, it's going to be audio and video. And people will say things like, you know, I don't like how I look on video. Well, uh, time out for a second, Susan. Whether you look that way on video or not, once you show up, that's what they've got. So you can either, like, you can either, you can either just let it out of the bag now. I mean, I don't like how I sound on recordings, but guess what? I sound that way in <laughs> <Exactly>. real life. <laughs> and so it's like, you either scare them when you get there or show them before. But I mean, like, that's, like, that's what you have. So I, I think, and, and here's my advice for somebody who's breaking into some type of, you know, digital market or they're doing more video or more Zoom or more, you know, whatever. Like if you're not if you're not FaceTiming your people or if you're not sending quick little video clips, you're just missing the boat right now. But here's the deal. You shoot it and you send it. Because in real life, when you call somebody, how often do you get to hit stop and re- and remake the call. Uh, uh, here's the reality. You are so... Never. If they just Can't. did those things, One some shot audio, some video, and just like you said, get over it. It's how you look in person anyway. It's how you sound in person. Just go be you. Yeah, it's all you got. Like, I got a face for radio, whether I use it or not. Like, that's what I got. And so that's what... Like, that's what I'm stuck with. I'm not... I'm not as tall as DVD. So as much as I'd love to... So you got great like, hair, though, not, man. You got great hair. got. Yes. Yeah. Pros and cons. <laughs> One will last till death. The other won't. Um, but pros and cons for me, though. So that's the direct one. The indirect one, which I think is almost more important, though it feeds the direct one, is execution. As much as I execute things, I found myself a few weeks ago wondering why I wasn't taking action faster. Because it's always relative. It's like peeling back an onion. And so what I'm doing right now is I'm taking action fast. So for instance, here's one. I've always had like a, I've always wanted to do um, something for teenagers and I've always been busy or travel too much or whatever. And so I have a webinar tomorrow um, afternoon 
um, by the time you hear this, it'll be over. But I have a webinar tomorrow afternoon that has 350 teenagers on it right now. And all we're going to talk about is my viewpoint of what I think life looks like if you're 14 or 17 or 20. Like, how do you how do you give more when it's not expected? Like, how do you how do you underpromise and overdeliver? How do you how do I think you ought to look at money? How do I think you ought to look at opportunity and working to learn versus earn and all these things that are important to me? But I'm not sure. Like, I well, here's the deal. It was important to me a year ago, but I didn't do it. Well, you know why? It wasn't important enough to you now you feel Correct. yourself yep. impacting people you feel yourself leading yes. a, a, a network that actually is looking to be led and now you're gonna now it's important for you to go yes. i'm making time i'm gonna do that i'm gonna spend time on that. and you're excited about it generally that's awesome man. yes and so that's where it's like i mean and i'm nervous like for the first time and this is fun for the first like when's the last time you did something yeah, for the first that's time awesome. that's always a great question um, and I was thinking about it, like I've been up all week, like writing notes and getting ready. Like I could talk to 2000 realtors yeah. and not bat an eye, yeah. but I've got a few hundred <laughs> teenagers on the screen. And I'm, like, I asked my assistant, I go, what should I wear? Should, yeah, should I wear a t-shirt? Should I wear a hoodie? Should I go with my normal clothes? Like, what do I do? Like for the, like for the first time that I can remember, like I'm anxious. Like, what do I say? And that's fine. I'll say what I Be love. What you just said. Audio and video, clear and crystal. And then secondly, we got to be in the execution game, and and I, uh, do. And by do the way, something. doesn't mean be perfect. Doesn't mean do it right. It means do it. And if it's, dude, we're all sitting virtual open houses right now. I didn't know how to do a virtual open house two exactly. months ago, but I know thing. today it'll get better when you do them. You will do them, and they will get better. Yeah. Plain and simple. Yep. Like we learned that FaceTime Live or FaceTime was the excuse me yeah. i'm sorry facebook live was the was the best way to do it uh because it lives on facebook the rest of the day so while we only had five or six or eight people during the actual right. um you got you know, 240 views minutes, at the end of the day all day long yes 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 and we would have never thought that like the first couple that we did i, I interviewed laura uh jalop uh, who's a great yeah. agent in southern oregon and she's awesome, right? 450 units in a small rural town. Like, that's a queen. Anyway, what she found was when she did a Zoom, like nobody came and it felt like an open house. When she did a Facebook Live, it only took five or 10 minutes and only a few people came, but she got yeah. juice all day from it. You don't care when they see it as long as they see it. I didn't know that a month ago no. and it wasn't important a month ago. Man, listen, I, I just want to say every time I talk to you, I love hearing you. Please do me a favor. Take care of your beautiful children. And yourself and, and Cody, thanks for what you Thank do you. in the industry, because now more than ever, I get a little bit wider view, as you said, and I see the impact that you've had on people you wouldn't even know in title, in mortgage, in tech, and obviously in broker and agent and team. So thank you, brother. I love you. Be safe. Be good. Okay. Thank you, Steve. I love you too. Thanks for everything.